What's up, world? This is We Need a Fifth. It's your man, Mo. Yo, yo. Okay, my man, be on the line. What's good? What's good, world? Birthday boy, man. I'll, 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 I'll crash the party early right now, man. Let's get a happy <laughs> birthday it. to my guy. Appreciate yeah, it. Appreciate I, I, I was just about to say, we had some house cleaning to do. We got some house cleaning. We got to wish our, our man right here happy birthday. Uh, you know what I mean? Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I've been blessed. It's good to be in our mid-20s, man. Yeah, man. Blessed. <laughs> mid-20s for like the 20th year. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see the mid-20s. I got to appreciate it, man. Um, Fellas, the Brooklyn Zoo, man, mm-hmm. is still going strong right now. Um, I want to gauge your reactions to Katie's latest comments. Um, happened earlier in the week, um, and I'm paraphrasing um, to be to be clear. Um, he basically named the starting five: mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal, um, uh, Joe Harris, mm-hmm. um, Nick Claxton himself. Mm-hmm. Um, please forgive me; I forgot the other starter. Um, so did he, and yeah. he's and he basically said. What do you guys expect from this group? Um, do y'all think we're just going to win because I'm out there? Because mm-hmm. number seven is out there. Um, is just is this just Kevin being truthful with us, or is this something more like hey, or is this hey Kevin throwing his teammates under the bus, or can it be both? Can both be true? I think all of the above, you know what I mean? Like he's definitely throwing them under the bus. You know what I mean? Even if it's true, you don't have to say it. It's kind of, yeah, it's literally like you're, you're throwing them under the bus to save yourself. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just, just kind of degrading your teammates. You're doing it so you don't get degraded. So we don't look at you for not carrying a team. You're blaming them basically. So when you when you do when they do win, you say, "Oh, Kevin Durant led them to victory." So when you lose, it's because you don't have a, enough talent. It don't work like that. You know what I mean? When you're the marquee player, you get um, you when you win, you get too much credit. When you lose, you get too much credit. That's just that's just that's just how it is. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I mean, outside of Philly, I think for the past two years, I've argued is probably one of the least star-studded talent list teams I've seen. Like I, but with that being said, he went there on his own volition. So, I mean, he looked at that squad and how it would be stripped for him going there. I mean, or, or the trades that they would make. And he was fine with it. And when they had decent talent when he was there, I mean, they weren't doing anything special either. I mean, we're going to start throwing the words, you know, Kevin being Kevin. I think that's the way we're, you know, we're leaning to when it comes, you know, to this guy. It seems it's it's more so like he was saying whining because of results. You know, I mean, if you're winning, this is my team. Leave him alone. We don't want to talk. But when you're losing, all the scrutiny is now coming to you because he's been he's been shielded his whole career. At OKC, it was Russell Westbrook's fault. A young team that hasn't, you know, been put together. Um, it's I've joined the Golden State Warriors, and if they, if it was going, you know, if it was going bad, they had lost prior to. And I got him over that LeBron hump, per se, which he can spin, 
I don't believe so. I just think that he was a steroid-driven three slot that went in there. You could just uh, slot anyone in that position. Mm -hmm. And then when he got to Brooklyn, everything is going to fall on Kyrie and Ben Simmons. He's always been sheltered. So now some of the scrutiny is coming to him, and it's, I don't know what to do besides get in the corner and then fight back, you know, which is a natural reaction. But it, this is ugly. If I was on his team, I mean, we would have some issues here. You know what I mean? I, granted, it is what it is. I mean, we look at that from the outside, looking in and saying, uh, duh, yeah, Kevin, yeah, absolutely. You have no one. But you're you're playing with this team, and it's, it's, it's just not the cool you know, thing to say, especially when you guys are – you know, four and one with the person you think makes a huge difference talent-wise, you know what I mean? So they're playing actually better without the guy you came here with. And I, I, I'm leaning towards where you're at, Hill, and I, I'm kind of wondering, is this why we tend not to include him in those conversations with Giannis and LeBron? And um, even, you know, as far as, you know, the best play right now, mm -hmm. um, we acknowledge his skill set and we acknowledge that, hey, he is one of the most skilled players out there right now mm -hmm. um, and has uh, a, a large talent pool, to say the least. But we don't speak of him like we speak of Giannis or like we speak of LeBron or how we're starting to speak of Steph now with the way Golden State is played and, and um, with his ability to push them through to a championship last year, where we expect uh, Giannis, Steph, LeBron, and them to pull their teammates forward, you know, and, and, and especially with Steph and, and Giannis at this point. I think LeBron... He's toward the end of that cycle of his career where, hey, he can pull a team forward. Um, I think that's just father time catching up. As, as we've always said on this show, father time is undefeated. Mm -hmm. um, so do you think that that links to this, to that, to that narrative? You know, yeah. Why think, we don't include Kevin Durant on? Yeah, I think absolutely. You look at that last run in Cleveland with LeBron, you tell me who the second best player in that Cleveland team was. You know what I mean? Um, you look at Milwaukee uh, this season. No Chris Middleton, no problem. You know what I mean? Giannis is not going. He's not going in the, in the press conference saying, "Oh, we don't have Chris Middleton. What do you expect?" No, he's going out there and playing and, and carrying his team. Um, you look even as far as last night. Um, now I think Katie's a better play than Joel Embiid, but Maxi goes down. Harden's already out. Joel Embiid steps up and they win the game. You know what I mean? So, I, and like you said earlier, no one's questioning KD's talent, but his leadership is, is leaves a lot to be desired. It just, it just does. He, he's, he's not a good leader of, of, he's not a good leader of men. He's just not. And he, he's shown that his whole career. Before Great to, point, Pete. So I looked around the league and I said to myself, when, when you guys put this in the, um, in the chat as a topic, I said to myself, all right, what, the second best player is probably Jaron Jackson on Memphis, right? And he just started playing a couple of days ago. So I, I guess you want to go with Dylan Brooks or, or Bain. I don't 
again, people look at them differently. I don't think they're good like that. So what's the reason why Ja takes his talent to another level? You know what I mean? His team isn't that great. What what does Luca have down there in Dallas that makes Luca compete like he competes? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? However you want to look at it with Trey Young prior to DeJounte coming, look with Trey, how he elevated that team. And I'm not a big Trey, you know, young fan. What Genese Quad, we say these leadership talents or 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 personality traits that they have, and they're not better than Kevin Durant, these players. But they drive their teams towards playoffs, winning seasons. They're not making excuses. They're flourishing in the positions that they're in. And we see them as superstars. Why do we give him, and and not us, because we don't, but why does it seem like he gets a pass for his results? Yeah, I I don't, as much as he rails against the media, at one point he was the media darling. Remember Mm -hmm. the MVP speech about his mom and everything? So I think he still has some of that equity built in, I guess. I, I don't know. When he says, what do you guys expect? Personally, I don't expect nothing from the Brooklyn Nets this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't expect nothing. Like, they, they're barely on my radar when it comes to the Eastern Conference. You know, we, we talked about it off air. You know, Milwaukee, Boston, and then probably Cleveland. So I, I don't, you know, so that that statement was to people who have some type of um, I don't know. They 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 feel that he can lead a team, where I think everybody on this podcast feels like he's shown that he can't. Yeah, and and, and when he said that, Pete, honestly, what I was thinking of is I'm expecting you to show me who the fuck Kevin Durant is. Yeah, remember that time back in the day I, where you say I'm Kevin Durant. I, I think he is though. That, that's 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 kind of my point. I think he is showing you who Kevin Durant is. He's a he's an uber talented scorer, one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. He is, but I don't think he has, like you said earlier, Hill, whatever you want to call it, Dennis Squad, the, the mm-hmm. that thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got it. No, you I, don't go into a series saying this is alpha versus alpha even though he's better than jason tatum or is he right i think so but you don't go and saying this is between them two and and jason tatum is going to take the lead you know what i'm saying he's going into a thing you're like so what Kyrie isn't there you should be enough to lead teams to victories kev you're you're the second most talented player in the league for the last 20 some well 15 years no 13 15 years under lebron being a second best player should equate to something, which you always have been hidden with the other talent, right? And they, they've gotten the blame for results. John Morant is nowhere near you, but yet I go into an evening saying, John's playing, he's much watched, he's must watch TV. Luca is must watch TV. I don't go in saying that Kevin Durant is much watch TV. I say the Nets are when him and Kyrie are playing because I think I need them both, but I can't watch him alone. He doesn't have, and he plays like he's the alpha when, it, when 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 I do get to you know get to watch him. But I don't go into saying like I want to watch Kevin and, and Brooklyn play tonight. You know what I mean? For some odd reason, I I rather watch that disaster that's in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I don't it, know why. It's so weird. Like I would say Giannis is better than him, 
and I just saw Giannis go like four for 14 from the line, mm-hmm. but I still would take Giannis just off the because I know he he could impact the game and get my team a win. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not that KD yeah. can't, I'm just saying, but not to the level that Giannis can. Yeah, I, I think there's a, a sense of this player won't be denied with certain players. Like, hey, with Giannis, um, a peak LeBron, um, Steph Curry is getting into that to, to that realm. Um, Luca is getting into that realm where hey, you think you put mm-hmm. Dane, um, you put mm-hmm. them in the right position, or you get just keep it close. And this guy is not going to be denied if he has the ball at the last minute. He's going to bring it home for us. And what's crazy for me is Kevin Durant still has some of that cachet because I know the skill talent. Like, hey, I know if the Nets keep the game close and they're able to give the ball to Kevin Durant last 10 seconds, all right. I'm trying to take you home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I don't believe in him being able to lead them to keep it close. You know what I mean? It, it, it It almost feels like Watching Kevin Durant is like watching someone play in the summer league or, or in a pickup game in, at the Rutgers or something like that. Like, hey, he's looking to get his, but he's not trying to ensure that the team wins. I, I don't know if that makes sense or not. It, it but, does to an extent because it seems like I'm going to contradict myself because it seems like diluted perception. Because when, when, like I said, when I watch the game, he has the ball in his hands and he's and he's attacking and he's scoring. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I, I, he he takes the last shot. He makes the right decisions. He gives you thirty some points. So you're saying how is he not a leader? But I, I watch the game and I'm saying he's not putting the team on his back to put it. But he's doing everything that's asked for. So it's yeah. pretty hard to explain. Yeah. He does it, what like- you ask of him to the highest degree. Mm-hmm. But it's just something I can't put together. That's what I think is my diluted perception because everything he can look at me and say, "Watch the tape," and I'll look and I'll say, "Nah, Kevin, you, you had the ball like all the time. You assisted on so many points." And what is your argument that I'm not doing? And I'll say, "I don't know, Kev. I'm looking at it, and you're dropping. You're not winning." Like I, I look at that, that could be it, right? I think he's again. I look at someone like Luka Doncic, like his impact on the game, for better or worse, because he has the ball like every single time. Damn, mm-hmm. but. It, it, his impact leads them to wins. Mm, and I, okay. You know, that's and I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. And another with KD, I was talking to somebody off air, a friend of mine, and we were just saying, I don't know if KD's chasing anything. And what I mean by that, um, when you think of the late, great Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. I got five. I, I, I need six to catch Jordan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same with like LeBron, like certain dudes, I feel like they're chasing something. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like KD's chasing anything. Mm-hmm. I think. Good point. I think I think he's just hooping. He's great at it. I think he just mm-hmm. he's not chasing anything like Kobe was chasing, like like LeBron is currently chasing. Um, I feel like Giannis is already he's he's already chasing. Like that one championship means nothing to him. You know what I mean? And, like, so every day is an open gym for this guy. Yeah, I think and, he's and to, just open. Yeah, and to your point, I, that makes sense, P. Because I think Kevin Durant is on the other side of the spectrum as far as love of the game of hip-hop. I mean, love of the game of basketball, excuse me. <laughs> um, in the sense that, hey, he just wants to hoop. He ain't worried about team chemistry. He ain't worried about this, that. 
he just loves putting the basketball in the hoop or just playing. And, and I think that's what we're seeing where, hey, it's, he's not concerned about, hey, the team aspect. It's just, hey, my love of basketball, I want to play. I'm going to play to the highest, my highest ability. If you guys could keep up with me, great. Otherwise, I'm going to keep on doing my job and let them do their job. And, and and just to, you know, I want to keep turn this to like a pile on a KD, but I feel like I, I've, I've already, I already knew this because when people were using Westbrook as the scapegoat for OKC and they were just like, well, KD can't win because of Westbrook. Well, isn't it KD, you know, isn't he the leader? Isn't, you know, you know what I mean? Like that shouldn't be a problem. You shouldn't tell, you're not going to tell me, oh, Jordan could have won more, but Pippen, no, if you, He's not the alpha. That's it. He's he's just he's he's just not an alpha to take the reins and take the team where it needs to go. And I I've, I saw that like in OKC. So none of nothing post OKC surprises me. None of it. And a better you have a better offensive bag than LeBron James with better players, and you lost to him. That that's one. Mm-hmm. And he's done way more with way less throughout his career. You have some explaining to do when it all comes down to it, to me. I mean, it's the second best play in the league. Why this man was here. Like the second best play, like Shaq and Orlando with Scott. That's a bad team until they got picked. But Shaq was still Shaq. Right. I mean, like, I, I, I want to be constructive and criticism without tearing him down, you know, each time, but I, I find myself having a hard time, you know, about it. This is what he wanted. This was his chance to prove that outside of those star laden teams that I, you know, that you don't give me credit for, Hill, then this is what I'm going to do here when people aren't here. And right now, like I said, he, he's four and one right now, mm-hmm. you know, without him. So, I mean, he, he keeps it up, but. You, you got to go with the punches, bro. You lose, you lose. This is your team that you're going with. You should be able to uplift them. I don't want to hear anything about this is what we're dealing with. You literally still have more talent than what LeBron had then. Give me wins. I don't want to see losses, period. It's funny. Like, you literally you had Kyrie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you had the same player. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, I know it's other, other you know, ancillary plays, but, mm-hmm. you know, I you have the same player he had yeah but see like you said LeBron was that bus driver you know Kyrie and and KD is 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 Tesla you know I mean it's on autopilot who had it who knows who's driving the car's driving itself no the the irony I think Kyrie would like to be a bus driver that's that's absolutely (laughs) that's yeah but you have him strapped in the back of the seat and 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 what we know with seatbelts on against his 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 chest and his legs, and you have him pretty much pinned down like a straitjacket, and just saying let let let's go. And KD is is pretty much in the back by smoking a cigarette while it, like it's on autopilot. You need that adult in the classroom, and that's where LeBron came in, you know. So, and talking about Kyrie, your boy Kyrie is mm-hmm. expected to come back. Um, I believe this Sunday. Against Excellent. the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, do you think the next 
can write the ship with the return of Kyrie Irving? Um, or do you think this is the beginning stages of them trying to, you know, blow this team up and, you know, move forward? The define right the ship. Playoffs, championship, but what's I think at this point they would be happy with a playoff birth, right? Yeah, I I, I think yeah, I think I think um Kyrie turn returns and he plays X amount of games. I could see the I could see the Brooklyn Nets be, being a playoff team. Um, possibly a fourth seed at, at best a fourth seed. And I think I'm being generous. Can they be a contender? No. I saw it last year. No, they're, they're not in the same class as the Boston Celtics. And, they, and the Celtics got better. Yeah, but why but not? But why not, though? You I mean, you have, you have two great players. All NBA? A defensive presence down low. You have two very good shooters, we'll go with that, with Curry and Joe Harris. Yeah. You have Royce O'Neal with defensive presence, with Ben Simmons. Either way you take them, when defense wise. Why can't this be a contending team out the East? Why shouldn't it be? Yeah, I, I think the, they're more talented than what, what people, and when I say people, I mean KD, mm-hmm. are leading people to believe. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad team. You know, it's, it's a Golden State Warriors in 2017-18, no. But mm-hmm. it's, it's not a bad team. Mm-hmm. And then you add that average talent with KD and Kyrie, you're, you're absolutely right. They should be. But mm-hmm. I'm going off what I've seen for the past two or three years. Yeah. It, it, That's all it, it was a video game. Yeah, Brooklyn. I'll, I'll mm-hmm. pick them. But in real life, I think, it, I think it also speaks to what we've been saying about KD and his leadership skills as far as the um, type of leadership style he has. It's not one like with Giannis right now. Drew's out. Uh, Middleton was out. And he's like, yo, I still got to have it. I'm, we still got to be a championship contender. I'm still praying as if, hey, we still got a chance. I'm not hearing, oh, we can't make it because Middleton's not here. We right. can't make it because this player's not here. He's like, no, I'm that good where I can dominate the game and pull you guys along. I don't get that sense of urgency or competitiveness from KD where he's like, you know what, I got to have it. Like, Jonathan, I'm convinced, like you said, he's hungry, and he wants to be the best. And I'm convinced that he doesn't believe in his head that the world believes he's the best yet. So he still has something to prove. And he plays like that every night, and you see it. The same thing with Josh, the same thing with Luca, the same thing with Steph. It feels like they all play like they have something to prove. Kevin Durant has come to the party like, yo, I'm Kevin Durant. I don't have nothing else to prove. Right. And, and you, can make, you can make the argument is Milwaukee's, is Giannis, the town around Giannis, is it better than it? Is it really that much of, if it is better than the town around KD? No. no. P, I'm, I'm, I'm on the premise of pretty much right now for the last three years, you should have been saying, duh, you had Kyrie. I think that should be the headline. Mm. Duh, you had Kyrie. Your results of what you are now, maybe having one championship or going to the finals or, you know I mean? Sprinkling a, 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 a finals here and there, one or two, it should have been 
you're missing this piece and missing this piece, but your results does. You and Kyrie, what do you expect? You don't get that. Yeah. And as much as people want to, you know, go at Kyrie, whatever, Kyrie and LeBron gets you there, gets you all the way there. You say that with LeBron. You look at it now, it's like a young Kyrie, but then look, he's Kyrie Irving. He, that was his his Batman. Duh, he's supposed to do that. This guy was giving you, this guy was giving you 38. This guy was giving you 34. You know, okay, like, I'm not surprised. It's Kyrie Irving. But I do get surprised now it, it doesn't make sense to me that that that's what i'm stuck on with brooklyn so i think brooklyn should be a contender for championship i i think that was originally that was that was thought right it's not to go off but i mean i think you know it was a matter of like paul george and Kawhi, mm -hmm. lebron and ad Kyrie and kd i meet you in june mm -hmm. <laughs> like you know I, yeah it hasn't worked out that way um, still staying in Brooklyn. P, your favorite player, Mr. Ben Simmons, lighting it up the other night, boy. Going crazy on there. He lighting them up, P. Double digits, first time in the season. Season high. What was it? Hill 15 and 11? Yeah, 15 and 11. You, you do understand he has 74 points. You do understand that. 74 what? points is what he has. I, I understand you're saying this in just mode. <laughs> but you let him up, P. Curry gave you 50 the other night. Are we getting hype off of that? Like, I think... Ben Simmons is here, y'all. And B has given you that, like, in three games. He gives you 74 ben... points. To get, uh, in total, this whole season, he's giving you 74 points. Oh, excuse me. So he's, he's done that in two games. And B has done that in two games. Counting that 59 joint. Um, for, for people who listen to the show, Mo makes it seem like I really have a dis dislike for Ben Simmons. And I don't. I, I, I think, well, I thought <laughs> he was, you know, a, a, really, a really good player. No, no, I remember Embiid was, when I keep saying, when Embiid went down, it was like 11 game stretch. They might have went like yeah. nine, two, ten. Uh, he looked great. He looked like a 6'10 a Jason Kidd or 6'10 Rondo. He, he like, but after that uh, playoff run, what well, that one point, I think he scored one against Boston and did that play against Atlanta. His confidence is just not there. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just not. It's 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 not his physical talent. We know what he he can do. He's he's capable of doing, but mentally, his he's just not. He's just not there. So for him to 13, 11, and six. At this point, for him, that's good. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, Not excited about that? That would um, push the Nets closer to championship contention, Pete? I'm with KD on that one. What do you expect? No. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are into with numerology, but it's 666 six, six across the board. That's his stats. Yeah, Mark of the Beast. Okay. Enough that. <laughs> and this is you know you know if it was like draymond you'd be like oh it's the intangibles they're not even winning so this is, this is there are no intangibles and, and, and he's not doing the intangibles the intangibles would be playing a stellar defense um being a, a, a volume rebounder 
um, facilitating. And he, they're not allowing him to facilitate. He he isn't. Um, he's a step behind on defense, and he's not re- rebounding the way a six ten forward should. Right. No, he should be better than Draymond Green, but he's not. Yeah, he should be. He he, everything Draymond Green, he everything Draymond Green can do, he pretty much could do. And then when he throws you an over, unlike Draymond, he gives you his Balenciaga display the next day, jumping on the end of the bench. I don't know what they're doing in Brooklyn over there. He's clearly not hurt. He's he's able to (laughs) jump and backflip for plays. it's a mess. It really is a mess. He, how bad he is and the money they're paying him. I, I rather get on the floor. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you get on the floor and you backspin in the middle of the arena or you throw the ball in the stands or you eat it, as they used to say. I need you playing on the court. I, it's such an eyesore to see you jumping up at the end of the bench, modeling clothes. It, it's It's annoying. They tell me he has a bad back, but he's jumping up and down. What? There's a lot of plays in the NBA that's doing that now. Like, I thought he was injured. You see them, like, dancing mm-hmm. at the end of the bench. But that's a whole nother topic. But um, I think Ben Simmons, they have to work, or he has to work or get his confidence back. I think he's a talented player. Obviously, he was a former All-Star. But what he is now, he, he and- just... This doesn't look like he can help the team. And and I know this is gonna sound like I'm um protecting Ben, but when you watch their games and you watch him with especially when he was playing with the starting unit, honestly, guys, Kyrie and Kevin Durant never bought into the plan that they had for Ben Simmons in the Brooklyn Nets uniform. And even now, you can still see it because there's certain situations where you see Ben having the ball and you see him expecting more movement, like, hey, guys cutting or or whatnot. And he's like, I want to get rid of it. And, but guys aren't doing the play. So then it turns into, all right, let me just do a, a little handoff pass to Kevin Durant. And then it starts looking a certain way and, and Kevin's looking at him frustrated but you didn't run the play and then there's certain opportunities where i see them on a fast break and he's running you got an easy lob to him players are taking it to to the to the rack for a harder contested layup rather than just lob the ball to bit you know what i think um, the team hasn't brought it yeah, absolutely. And, and that might be because of the way ben, Ben's confidence has been and what they've yeah. seen on the court. Yeah, absolutely right. After saying that, I do think you're protecting him. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I think if you put him on any other team, it would be the same thing. I, I... But I think, I think, honestly, if you put him on a younger team with, with no starts with the cachet of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. that could, could look at him and say, no. Nah, because because that's what's happening, Pete. I think it's a Where chicken. Say, I think it's a chicken of the egg. What came first, a chicken or the egg? Like you're saying, he's playing bad because they're doing that. I say they're doing that because he's playing bad. You know what I mean? And it's just a vicious cycle at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah. But either way, you know, you're, you're you're right. But I feel like 
the reason they're doing this is because they they don't they don't trust him. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, that's that's what we spoke about in earlier episodes as far as the organizational thing and leadership. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, I, maybe I'm mistaken, but his contemporaries who get paid like him $41 million a year, that might add. What, I'm, I'm curious, what, what do you think he should be giving you at $41 million a year? I'm, I'm just curious. Like because I have an idea what a $41 million player should be giving me, but I'm just curious what you guys think he should be giving you. Um, a $40 million player should, maybe should be giving me more, but honestly, out of Ben Simmons, 18, 8, and 8. I think that's what he's capable of giving you. So, so you, so you're, you have a little caveat. You're saying for Ben Simmons for a forty-one million dollar player, and then that you answer it that way. So, for your opinion of a forty-one million dollar player, what do you think it, you should be given? Because you're right, because it plays into because we're talking about Ben Simmons and what oh. he's only capable of giving with that money, but he does get that money. Right. No. For, so. Forty million dollars. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be asking to fit in. You should be the lead dog of a team. Yeah. Yeah. For forty-one million. <laughs> hey, you're you're all NBA. Like, hey, without question. It's just a matter of which team. <laughs> because the forty million dollar plates that I saw are in that top eight that you guys sent me in in above, like the the Donovan Mitchells, the the, the Luka Doncic. Yeah. I, I I don't want to see anything under twenty points. Mm. And, and, and Russell Westbrook's in that category as well, too. He's making $49 million. Anything under 20 points is terrible for that amount of money. And, and for 40 and above, I'm demanding 2010-something or 25-5-something. Mm-hmm. And not flat 20. I mean 25. <laughs> right. And, and he's um, giving me six. So... The reason why I don't touch Ben Simmons is that it, it frustrates me almost to the point of anger. That's the re- only reason why I say to me, I think he should be out the league and work on himself, just going out the league. This is no project. You're 19 points in which I think you should be make. I don't care how you make it. You're not even on the court enough to do it now because now you're fouling out now almost every other game. So I, I forget, I don't know your heart, whether it's beat it. I'm not here to go and, you know, inside his head, pause. But from my standards, the man needs to be out the league because he's way far from the median when it comes to me, just the median. I mean, he's not even giving me 12 and a half, meeting me halfway, in which I would still be discussing. He's giving me six. <laughs> and I'm glad you brought it up. Talk about the NBA scoring explosion. We got at least eight players that are scoring 30 or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Giannis kind of bumped himself out of that list, so it's now seven players. Mm-hmm. Um, Giannis, last night, I think he went down 0.5, so he's scoring 29.5 points mm-hmm. a game now. Um, mm-hmm. Is this great players coming into their own, and, and you had the offensive explosion, mm-hmm. or is this bad defense league-wide. The, the league has some bad defense. The Vidisa play test is going to get this. They, they, I mean, they might struggle some nights, meaning 22, mm-hmm. 23 with bad numbers, but I, those eight, I find 
should be having those numbers. You yeah, know what I mean? And AD could possibly find his way up in there as well. Yeah, uh, he's close. He's yeah, close. I, think, I think a lot of those players, obviously, are, you know, great scorers. It's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. But I think, you know, the rule change, not just even, you know, the hand check, all that stuff, just the shot clock. Like, you know, the, re- the shot clock resets to like 14 instead of 24. So it's the, I think the pace has a lot to do with it, too. Mm-hmm. But these players, there ain't no doubt about it, these players are skilled. Mm-hmm. Uber skilled <laughs> offensive players, but I think the pace of the game um, leads to to this to this particular explosion. But these mm-hmm. take nothing away from these guys. These guys are you know are great scorers. Every single one of them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, and, I don't see and, any defense that should be able to hold these guys. And just to give our listeners an idea of who's on this list, we got Luka Doncic leading the league with 34.3 points. We got Joel Embiid, number two in the league, 32.3 points. Um, Stephen Curry, number three, 32.2 points. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Cleveland Cavs, 31.2 points. Shea Gilchrist, Alexander, KC, 31.1 points. Um, Kevin Durant, number six, mm-hmm. at 30.6 points. And Jason Tatum, number seven, at 30.3 points. And like I said, Jonathan just bumps himself out, where he's at now 29.5 points. Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, I think Ja was close. He was, he's probably close. He's probably hovering mm-hmm. around that 29. But I think John, Donovan and yeah. Shea are probably the surprises mm-hmm. um, in that group. Like, everybody else is like, you know, but I think those guys... I don't say they're a surprise. I would say they um, they t- they took the game to a different level this year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you see the I steps would... too in progression. I mean, you see six, nine. Uh, looking at some of the stats, six, nine, eleven, thirteen, and then like him and Murray, Dejounte, uh, they jump off the table in the last two or three years. Like their game just enhanced mm-hmm. and big time. So it, it's. It's excellent to, excellent to see. And you guys get a chance to see, you know, Shea Gilders out there. It's a joy to watch. Kid has talent. And and just to piggyback off of that, Hill, is Shea Gilders someone we should be talking more about? I mean, it's something that my team, he's an asset in which my team can't get. Mm. You know what I mean? But if this team was prepared, they possibly could have scouted him earlier when they had draft picks and got him on the cheap. So that package was should have been, you know, presented not in Washington. It should have been packaged in OK City. Instead of Westbrook, they should have got Shea Gibbs Alexander. Yeah. 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 So. Hindsight, right? It's, 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 it's actually running the team, actually. I mean, <laughs> I mean, people should be fired. I mean, you're not doing your job. That That, that, that is your job. You have Thank scouts. You. you have a general manager. They give you information from around the league. And you find these players in the rough. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I kid it before when you guys were talking about Jerry. This is what, this is what Jerry West did. He loves the game. So he went around and scouted correctly. Yeah, and kudos to the OKC organization. Like, their scouting team, mm-hmm. their, their, their talent evaluators are excellent. 
excellent. No matter what you think about the players, you know, they drafted Westbrook, they drafted Harden, Durant, Ibaka. Like, they they pretty much don't miss. Yeah, I mean, Sam Presti has a great eye. It's just that, well, no, I can't really say that because he got to a final. So, I, I, I guess it's, it's not as bad as I'm thinking. I think the only complaint an OKC fan can have about OKC at this point is that um, the team hasn't shown that they're willing to spend to secure a championship contender. Like, hey, they've been real thrifty with their team payroll. And part of that is small market, so you don't have as many assets and um, Mm. financial, you know, assets that's available to you so that you can go over the luxury tax and stuff like that and pay a luxury tax. But um, that's the only thing that you can say about OKC is they're not willing to spend, not willing to go over into the tax, you know. Um, but outside of that, they've been a confident organization. Um, yeah, to P's point, though, like you're saying, like it's one thing to have picks and a boatload of them. But to nail each pick you have, yeah. is, it says quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they, they, they're drafting MVPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 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 you hope you get a good player even an all-star. They're mm-hmm. getting like, oh, we want him. That that him turns into an MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, even the trade for um, Shea, that, that, that was a great trade. Like, when it happened, I, I guess. Uh, you know, we all pretty big Paul George fans, but, yeah, that, that was a great trade. Not just drafting. Yeah. That's why I said his talent evaluators in a, at a whole, yeah. Can, um, and I, I saw them play the other day. Like they have a good team. It's just not him. They have a, you know, Dort. Dort is like an ex defender. I remember mm-hmm. he couldn't throw it into the ocean. Giddy. Now he knocked down threes. Yeah, Giddy. Play development. They do an excellent job. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I, I thought back when I watched that kid in Arizona State. I said I like him because he remind me of Harold Miner. Any lefty play is explosive like that. I said I like him. There's no way to pick them that high though. Yeah, and the crazy thing I remember, it might have been around this time years ago. I think I was when I saw him play, I, I tuned in to watch OJ Mayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah. UFC, Arizona, UFC versus State. Arizona State, right? And um, you know, I was like, oh, this James Harden guy's, you know, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they saw that I was like, oh, this kid's a blurry, got hops, but I don't know if I'd have got him that high. Right, because you got Kevin Love, uh, mm-hmm. a couple other guys on that team. He he might have been – he wasn't better than Kevin Love in college. Mm-hmm. He, he no, not I, I can't remember who else was there, but it might have been college – yeah, I want to say Collinson, mm-hmm. Darren Collinson. And Dar- I think they moved him off mm-hmm. the ball, so Darren mm-hmm. Collinson would be on the ball. Mm-hmm. Westbrook might have been like their third best player mm-hmm. on that team. So to pick him and take him with a top five pick, say what you want about Westbrook, that was, that was a great pick. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, OKC salute. This, this is the longest we spoke about OKC. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> hey guys, hit us up on social media. Hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that notification button so you know when the next video is coming out. Or you can email us directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Um Fellas, uh, and Hill, this is probably more more your topic right now. We going into um, Jeff Saturday mm-hmm. was hired by the Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. to be their um, new head coach. Um, I I feel like we we've, we've crossed this road before, so I, I'll just say 
this is kind of the demonstration of the need for diversity among ownership. Mm-hmm. Until you have an owner that doesn't isn't white, let's say say what it is, isn't white, um, and can look out among the coaches and say, you know what, I want to hire someone that looks like me. This is not going to change. Um, Jeff Saturday's hire. Um, Jim Mercer has every right as an owner to hire whoever he wants to. Um, but this screams of privilege, and um, I'm and I think it pushes the NFL back a couple of more steps. You know, and they were already behind the line. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't even know what to say at this point. Yeah. I think you did. Um, and I want to I want to emphasize the fact that you're not saying that it, it it's privilege. In the fact of, he deserved that. He 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 felt like he should get that job, or because of his skin color. I think you're thinking it's because of the privilege of an owner to do as they say, when they can say how they want to say. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. I'm agreeing with you with that. If I have the means, I'm going to put whoever I want in to run my team. And I think what we spoke about off air is that I think where the NFL is missing the ball is that they're trying to push black coaching, black coaching, black coaching, as opposed to black ownership, black ownership, black ownership. So we're not knocking Jim Ursay for making this choice. And it'll continue because like mind tend to like like people. However you want to look at that nature. That is his friend. So he's he has the right to do as he please in a team in which he purchased. But for the movement of saying why are there more black coaches, I put that towards what we're getting at is that I don't think you have enough black ownership or any. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's what needs to be attacked, um, as opposed to the coaching room. I think that all changes once you initiate ownership. Yeah, I, I completely agree. <laughs> it, this is it's a lot of, and then Hill, I usually go to you for the NFL because I've been watching as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a couple of things. Um, Reggie Wayne, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison, mm-hmm. Edwin James, mm-hmm. were they considered? Uh, not not close friends of Jeff Saturday from what I'm looking at now to, to pick. I mean, that's what I can take from it. I'm just saying, you if know. I have to think, I'll probably say no. Okay, because Jeff Saturday was a, was a really good player for the Colts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Taking nothing away from him, you know. And also, I, I think back to Deion Sanders, who was uh, approached by a couple of teams to be an assistant. Mm-hmm. He scoffed at it. Mm-hmm. An assistant? I'm one of the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. I should walk in as a head coach. And mm-hmm. now he's at a HBCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> and I, I believe, and I really, I really think it's, it comes down to ownership. Like it's great to have, you know, African-American coaches and, you know, stuff, with Eric B but that's not, yeah. Like I agree. That's not going to change anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's basically you're asking to pay rent instead of owning a house. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. And that, that's kind of what it comes down to. Oh, please let me live here. Please let me live here. Instead of just saying, eh. And by you let me live here, it's going to make you look good. And by you let me live here, it's going to make you look good. It's going to make everyone look good when you, if you let me live here. Right, mm-hmm. right. So it, there's a lot. Um, I think I, I believe uh, I saw some news that um, Robert um, F. Smith, he's a you know billionaire African American, mm-hmm. um, is in a running to, to um, buy the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see about that. And um, I, I love that per that purchase if it happens on a different level because it's not an entertainer. It's a black man who made billions of dollars without dancing or throwing or catching a ball. Mm-hmm. Nothing, you know, I, I'm a sports guy. I'm a hip hop mm-hmm. guy. I love music, love sports. But I, I just I just don't like this notion or this, 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 this optics that to own a professional um, um, United States team pretty much have to be an entertainer. I think that's the layers that have to be. Right. Yeah. But I, you, you nailed it. But that's but those are the layers that have to be unraveled with us because let's take myself, for example. I would look up, I would Google him and be looking to say, when did he play? You know what I'm saying? Right. Who did he play for? Right. You know, you said Robert Smith said that guy for the Vikings did pretty good for himself. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's, that's what I was thinking. That running back for the Vikings, what did he do after he retired? But yeah, even when we right, consider myself, and we consider ourselves educated. Right. Very well so. But there's still some conditioning in there, mm-hmm. which we, you know, which we have to overcome. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So you think about us with that standpoint and having that dynamic, and for the, those who don't have that, it's going to be a lot more to overcome. So just by seeing ownership and what they did, not being, like you said, an athlete or an entertainer, it's a couple of steps of saying, well, that's a great purchase. So I'm happy there. But what did this man do? All right. He wasn't instant. All right. So let me see what he did. It just opens up so many parameters to other yeah. people because, because owners in the NFL, just to give people an idea, couldn't catch an underhand toss nine times out of 10, except for Jerry Jones, because I think he played and played it well, actually. But most owners, like I said, can't catch an underhand toss. So you don't need to be this athletic person if you're a minority. So I think that would be an excellent hire if, if, if that's the case. You know, even though I'm more for, for free ownership, you know I mean? This is America, but that would be a great step. Definitely, definitely. Um, Phil, so, I'm calling you out on this one because mm-hmm. I, I know you want to shout out your man. Um, I think baseball released their MVP award. Oh, my man Verlander um, got his Cy Young award. Yes, I'm quite happy that he does have oh. his hardware, but let's be serious there, right? Aaron Judge, we, we can... He got this the easy one. He got an MVP. All right. And well deserved. Yeah, yeah. Well and, deserved. I mean, and Verlander, I, they showed me the stats. I've been watching baseball in a while, but yeah, unless yeah. something changed, those were some impressive stats Verlander put up. Yeah, at forty years old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, congratulations, um, Mr. Yankee. You know, well deserved. Let's hope they'll be able to retain him. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, the I stats think he put up and an MVP is that, that's going to be kind of tough negotiation. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe um, they might just only be going against, I believe, the Giants because I believe he's a San Francisco kid. Right. Um, so for you know, so his parents don't have to fly across country. I think they could drive like thirty minutes to watch him play. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's that's going to be it's a nice place to end up. Yeah. From what I hear, it's not it's not bad. No, San Francisco, New York, not not a bad life, Aaron Judge. You earned it. All right, this might be the portion of the show that we all kind of been looking forward to. My man Nasir Jones just released a new album, um, King's Disease 3. Did you guys get a chance to listen to it at all? Did I? Yeah, I heard it twice. Did I? Jeez. And, and, and what's the thoughts? What's the thoughts? What's the uh, verdict? One of his one of his best projects, in my opinion, like ever. And I'm saying a lot. I'm a, I'm a day one live at the barbecue, back to the Grilligan Nas fan, when we were calling so, him so, Baby G-Rat, Baby Rock him. So, so would you put it in top five albums of his catalog? Of his? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Top three? No. That's easy for me. Quickly, no. Ooh. 3.5, though, close. It, uh, possibly number three. I mean, everyone has their, their different, but usually mm-hmm. it's chromatic. For me, oh, damn. Now, I don't know. I have to, you know, it has to sit with me a little. Just for the record, I, I probably have Illmatic. I know this is different from other people's. Mm-hmm. I probably have I Am, number mm-hmm. two. I, I'm a big fan of, I was just a big fan of I Am. Uh, of course, absolutely. And um, Godson. I, I know a lot of people like Stillmatic better. It was, re- I, I love, <sighs> I thought Godson was fire. I, I, I just love that album. Mm-hmm. But those are the top three for me. So, so KD3 might be making top 10. No, KD3 might be next. Right. And oh, I, number three, or oh, your third. Number, number four, yeah, number, number, number four. four behind Illmatic, I Am, and God's Son. And I know where KD two was fine. It's just like KD KD yeah. two was right there. I'm I'm not sure if it's better than KD two. I'm a big fan of KD two. KD one got good. him his Grammy. Yeah, KD one was good, but it wasn't. I think they they got better as they as the pro, the King Disease uh, mm-hmm. trilogy went along, and Magic was good also. By the way, let me ask this though. So, Illmatic still the best album he made, right? Hard to hard to doubt that for me, no. But it's hard to argue that. All right, Hill, Hill, let, let me let me jump on that one. You say Illmatic's not the, the best album he's made. What's the best album? Uh, for me, it's always going to be written. Mm. I, 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 it's one of the more sexier albums for me. Per se, because mm-hmm. finally is where he he usually gets knocked for blending beats. And how can you question Illmatic? Like Illmatic to me is one A, mm-hmm. but I have it was written as his number one match of beats, flow, you know, energy, everything meshed perfectly for me. For it was written, it is just a perfect album for me. And and, and Illmatic's perfect. But it's him raw and not knowing totally his vocals and his gift, right? And then he just, he opened Pandora's box and it was just, it blew us all away. But I think it was written as where he was, he mastered his craft and everything went together. And I never had it with which his beats 
for the whole album matched up like I am, it did it for 80% of the album for me. Because I find some spots in I am where I'm like, ah. Mm -hmm. But written, forget it. I, I can put that on at any moment and I'm just pleased from start to finish. So that, that's for me if it'll be, it'll be written, uh, Illmatic, I am, and then KD3. Um, P, you said Elmatic number one. Yeah. Know, right? yeah. yeah. It's hard to argue that, though. It, it has, it gives me that I remember when, where I was when I heard it, or you know what I mean? I remember buying it, listening to it, all of that. So it's, it's almost like a nostalgia thing for me on top of that. And it aged well. Listening to it now, it still gives me the same feeling. It's, right. 90, um, it's, it's that 98. It gives me a 98. And it's because of, the world is yours. And speaking of and the world, is because yours. of the hometown hero. Yeah, that was that was my least favorite song, believe it or not. Yeah, oh. that, and, that, and that's what did it for me. And I still give that a ninety-eight out of hundred. Yeah. Now let me ask you guys this: Is Nas still relevant in today's hip hop? Hmm. Or, Twenty-one Savage would be liking this conversation right now because I, I, I think I, I might have led you guys a little bit. Is Nas relevant in hip hop? Um, I'm not even going to say today's hip hop. Just in hip hop, is Nas relevant? Man, Oof. that's a great question. Oh man, and I, I feel like we 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 I put it this use way. the word relevant so often. I'll be fair. I'll say Nas is not relevant in hip hop because hip hop is not relevant in hip hop. Mm. Because what you have right now is not hip hop. Put it that way. I think what, I what you have right now is rap. So it's, it's gangster rap, it's drill rap, it's uh, down south rap. I don't think you have hip hop. I don't think you have a culture. Mm. I think you have, because to me, hip hop embedded all cultures in all you know, areas of the world, yeah, forget yeah. the nation. You know what I'm saying? You had mm -hmm. British, you had Canadian hip hop, you had every, but everything was under one umbrella of hip hop. It was one big family. Right now, I think we have so many pockets of, we have gangster rap, like I said, we have New York drill, we have Chicago drill, we have uh, West Coast uh, funk rap, gangster rap type thing, but I don't think we're all under an, an umbrella. I, I think we're, it's a lot more competing and it's a lot more it's a lot more expression of the youth of what they're going through as opposed to when it was hip-hop it was a lot more expression what was affecting the generation as a whole and this is our rebellion music this is our freedom music and other cultures t came in to latch on and say i want to understand that you know what i mean the biggest fanfare of wu-tang it's not Afri african-american youth you know, it's Asian Americans and Caucasian Americans. You know, that's their biggest fans. You know, people came in and do that. With the rap that's out now, it's more so out that even African Americans don't want to be a part of some of drill rap. You know what I mean? That the music that's in here now, it's, it's the culture that they don't want to be a part of. You know what I mean? Hip hop, everyone, there, there's, you can go to your squarest square holiday dinners or holiday events. And they're not gonna play any rap that's now, but you can play 
a Nas song. You can play a Biggie song, treacherous lyrics, and your CEO can rap what was going on because they wanted to be inside that culture. You can't play this music now. That, that, that's why to me, I say, he doesn't relate to this, what we have now. So the answer is complex, but I, I, I would have to say, no, Nas doesn't relate. He's not relative to hip hop now because I don't think that hip hop is relative to music now and in, 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 in its own way. Okay. Steve, what's your thought? Um, I think he is because if all, any blog or any social media thing, they're talking about him. After he dropped an album, he's talked about. So I think that makes him relevant. You know what I mean? Um, of course, the, the culture's changed. It, 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 it's always changed. Mm -hmm. And I, I understand what, what Hill's saying. Like, it's, you know, the difference between hip-hop and rap, the commercialization of it and everything. Um, you know, to a 16-year-old who's from Arkansas, maybe he doesn't even know who Nas is. You know what I mean? But that's, that's just how hip-hop has grown. There's so many sub-genres where that 16-year-old from Arkansas might not listen to 90s New York hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He might be he might might listen to trap music, he might listen to drill music or you know whatever. You know, he might listen to that that hybrid what you know someone like Drake does. You know what I mean? But um as far as it's not as relevant, yeah, I I I think so. I think so. Um and I, I guess it's perfect that I'm last because I'm caught in between both of you guys. I mm. think both of you guys make um, good arguments. Um, I agree with Hill in the sense that I think the culture of hip hop is, is has died or, or is dying away slowly but surely. Um, gone are the days where you see hip hop develop its culture, you know, in, in the sense of, hey, you have dance, music, art. You know, um, not seeing too many artists out there, you know, as far as, hey, outside of the rap gen genre that Hill is talking about, outside of rappers, there aren't too many artists out there, you know, um, that are getting the notoriety that they um, deserve or, or we used to heap on them in previous years. With Besides Drake, to be honest, I mean, to cut you off, I think a and is looking to package death. I mean, what else is, do, do you offer? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and from yeah. LA to Chicago to to Tennessee to Texas, the one constant thing is is is, is death. It's, it's drilling. It's ops. It's I mean, uh, one of the better things you don't have now. I guess when our time, when the, the fun time was the um, de the dehumanizing of women. And, and, and videos, I mean, you don't even get that no more. They don't even have time to really lush over females anymore. I mean, guns have taken over girls out of videos right now. That that's the prettier thing. Who, who has a, who has a prettier gun? Yeah, I, I I try not to be the get off my lawn guy at this point because you know yeah, cause I, I listen you know, to it though. So I, hey, listen to me, right? No, I, I listen to, you know, I grew up on MOP, Mob Deep, all of that, which is, you know, thanks G-Rap is to me right. one of my favorites, gangster mm -hmm. rap. And, you know, so it's kind of like, oh, this drill rap. I feel like Mob Deep and MOP was the same thing. It, 
this Joe Biden might have escalated it just a little bit more. I think <laughs> the pale in comparison, P, I think these people are actually killers. Some of these guys were actually rap. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, y'all, yeah, I, I, I think it's the, what they what they were saying, what Mob Deep and what were saying, were were talking about people in their communities who are doing in which these actual rappers are doing. Not a good thing, but that whole era was 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 somewhat cat-wise to these kids. Yeah. That that, I'll, I, that whole era of hip-hop with Mob Deep in them, these kids are looking at it like, yo, y'all was playing around. Yeah, I was still yelling capping. Y'all were playing around. Y- y'all, y'all playing games. We out here doing it for real and telling the people about it. And it's not a good thing, though. Which is it is not a good thing. It's not a good thing. Which is really not smart. But I forget smart. You're, you're tearing down what yeah. could, you know, present to make you the money. Like that industry back then was pretty much getting screwed contract wise. This community is screwing each other out with just mortality wise. Like they're yeah. taking each other out in these little gripes that they're having. Yeah, I think, you know, in the, I'll say the mid 90s, we'll say that mid 90s. The mid 2000s was more of which rapper had the most, the most money, right? Mm-hmm. Even even the hardest dude, you look at mm-hmm. someone like, like you know, not to name names, but you look at someone like 50 mm-hmm. who really lived that life, it's probably mm-hmm. the closest, it's probably the closest to this drill rap music from the previous generation who really mm-hmm. did it. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't his main thing. I want, mm-hmm. I want the money. I want as much money as Jay-Z and Puffs. You know what I mean? And now I feel like it's not really money. And cloud, cloud dollars. It's the, it's the, it's, I wish it's like the body count. Yeah, that too. And we just came off of talking about Nods. It's like one of Nods' online, hey, props is a few dogs wife. Mm-hmm. Like this, these cats are taking it to, to, the, to the next level with that. It's just an interesting dichotomy because we say all of this in an era where, I mean, maybe it's it's fading out as much now, but like Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and J. Cole are your biggest artists mm-hmm. who are not about that life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's interesting. You have to really go in depth to cover it. You can't really throw a blanket over hip hop. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, drill music is popular, but the three biggest artists in hip hop have nothing to do with it. Yes, yeah, it's a really <laughs> good point. But, no. I, hey, I, it'd be a funny poll to see what their contemporaries would feel about them. Hmm. You know I mean, and they might be the biggest, but uh, it might be safe to say that the, the rest of the end. They they could be anomalies, put it that way. Yeah, you know, whoever's listening, drop a comment, YouTube, Instagram. I'm really yeah. curious, like, what, what, how, how do you feel? Who's the biggest rapper? What's, what's the biggest subgenre of hip-hop right now? You know, let the Definitely. old man know. Hit us up on social media, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Hit us up on the, in the comment sections on our YouTube page. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube page. Hit that notification button so you know when the next video is coming out. Um, let us know. Like P said, hey, who do y'all think is the best rapper out there? Um, is not still relevant. Um, Definitely should are be. Drake, are Drake, Kendrick, Lamar, and J. Cole, um, are they the leaders of the industry? Or is there someone else that should be considered? 
Um, hit us up. Fellas, what's on the radar? Uh, being far remiss, I know it's a week away. Huge loss, uh, Israel, and, uh, Israel Adesanya uh, lost his title um, to, uh, it seems to be the thorn. Uh, it's going to be the thorn of his, in, 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 in his side, on his foot, whatever cliche you want to use. He just can't seem to get over the Alex Pereira hump. He has his numbers, beat him three times. So um, I, 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 they're looking to complete the trilogy of Africa, which is Usman, Adesanya, and uh, John Jones will be fighting uh, the heavyweight champion. Um, so that'll be the last of, uh, uh, the, like I said, the, the triumphant from Africa who held titles, who was a good chance to have lost all their belts within 18 months. So I'm hoping not. I'm sorry I went blank on the name, but boy, oh boy, UFC Africa taking the hit right now. Yeah. Uh, Francis yeah. Nagano. Um, P, what's on your radar, man? Uh, on my radar, oh, my namesake, Imani Bates. Um, yeah, he had a little, he had a rough couple of months, but uh, uh, I believe it was a week ago, he's, he gave Michigan, University of Michigan, 30. So it's, 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 it's interesting to see if he could get back on the uh, NBA radar again after all the turmoil he's going through. Where is he now? Um, uh, Eastern Michigan. Okay. He, he was able to yeah. stay out of jail. Yes. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he gave Jawan Howard coach Michigan 30 the other, mm -hmm. sometime last week. They, in a loss, I think they lost for like three or five. But um, yeah, so it's on my, it's on my radar. I didn't even know that he was active. So, yeah. That's great. Um, it's on my radar. Uh, I might be going back out, fellas. Wakanda forever. I, I might be going back, back out to see that again. Double weekend, man. Yeah. What's he say, Hill? You gonna watch it again? Yes, Hill. <laughs> yes, Hill. Wow. Why don't you try watching it? How about that? Can we get that going <laughs> on? <laughs> man. Wakanda forever. <laughs> the Black Panther League. Sunny at the turnstile, I take it. It's that good, huh? I, I have to see it. Okay, I, I got to get there. I got to get there. And, and, and did anybody in your household see it yet, Hell? No. Because I know you had some really good movie goers that look out for the good movies. Oh, yeah. My you wife know. and daughter definitely want to go see it. You know, I just <laughs> haven't been in a rush to uh to 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 go see it yet. I saw the uh John Wick trailer. I'm there for that. Mm -hmm. I'm there for that. I'm actually excited again about John Wick. Yeah, no, John and, one, and they're gonna John be coming Wick out with a uh, a spin-off um series or movie, The Ballerina, where they're gonna be talking about um they're gonna have Anna Armour, I, I believe. And Reeves in it. Um, she's going to be playing a ballerina from um, the ballerina school that John Wick graduated from, mm. that we saw in, in, in John Wick 3. Mm -hmm. She's going to be part of that and looking for revenge and stuff like that. So, mm. um, just expanding the John Wick universe. So, excited about that. Well, don't, don't know. Anna Diarmas, I think she was Maxim's number one top girl, maybe two years in a row. Wow.
Okay. Maximum Star. I know They're still kicking. Gotta check that out. <laughs> Educational purposes so I was told. <laughs> Yo, another one in the post, man. Happy birthday, man. I appreciate it, man. Rather be no other place than my brothers, man. For real. Happy birthday. Good. Yes, sir. Enjoy. I got to link up. I got to get you something. Yes, yes. God bless. I will do. We need a fifth. We love y'all out there, man. Be safe. Peace. More likes.